This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Imagine you're planning a cross-country road trip in whatever country you live in. And before you go on your trip, you want to map out all the different possible attractions you could possibly see on the way to your final destination. And even though you're not going to end up seeing all of them, at least you know what's available to you. So sometimes it's going to look like a zigzag. It's going to go way off course. It's going to go, uh, you know, taking twists and turns. But eventually you get to your final destination. Well, when it comes to jazz improvisation, sometimes we want to map out all of the different note choices we have available to us before we start trying to create actual melodies. And this is where scales can be helpful when applied in exercises. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to start applying scales to jazz in a way that we can start mapping out note choices, but connecting them together so that we end up getting to our final destination at the end of the song form. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Thank you for being here. I do appreciate it. As always, I'm excited to be here to share a little bit with you of how you can improve as a jazz improviser. And like I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about scales today. We all love scales, right? It's kind of a sexy topic. People like uh, scales for uh, a variety of different reasons. Uh, So what we're going to do is kind of discuss an exercise that can be really helpful when you're first starting to learn a new jazz standard or a new rhythm changes, or in today's example, we're going to use a 12-bar blues in the key of concert C. So whenever we're learning new jazz standards, it can be helpful to start with a baseline of options. Now, if you know anything about me and my teaching, you know, scales is not the first place I go to when mapping out note choices. I always start with chord tones. Those are kind of the baseline that I go off of. Then I go to guide tones. Those are the thirds and sevenths because those are important notes to resolve to in your jazz lines. But then scales kind of fill in the blanks with all of that. And scales can be very helpful for connecting chords together, for starting to get an idea of all those different choices along the way to your final destination, the end of the song form that you can choose. And once you get comfortable with those note choices on your instrument and how to navigate all of that and connect them together flawlessly, well, that's when things can start getting easier for us to start conceptualizing and getting our brains around how to actually navigate a new song form or a new jazz standard we're working on. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. There's two parts uh, or really two concepts that we're going to try to grapple with in this episode today. The first one is, first of all, like what scales should you even play over a certain song form or a certain jazz standard? Again, today we're going to be using a 12-bar C blues, 
and just applying skills over that. So we're going to talk about that. And then second, we're going to talk about, well, how do we, you know, map them out in a way that connects the chords together? Because it's useless for us to just start playing from the root of one scale and then the next chord comes and play the root up to the, the, the top of the next scale. You know, that's not how music works. We want to connect them together. Now, we use something that many of you might be familiar with, which is called voice leading. Now, voice leading means, for in, this, in this case, you're going up a scale, and when you get to the top of that scale, you want to connect to the nearest scale tone of the next scale. So we're going to go over C blues. So the one chord of a C blues is C7. And the four chord, which is the next chord, is an F7. So when we get up to the top of that C7, whatever scale we're going to play, which we'll go over in a second, we want to go to the nearest scale tone of the scale we're going to play over the F7. So sometimes that's going to look like you hit the fifth, or you hit the seventh, or the third. And, and it may not be the root at all, or it may be the root. Whatever the case is, you hit that next scale tone, and you can go down that scale or even up if your instrument can play that range. But that's the concept of voice leading, connecting chords and scales and chord tones, anything by stepwise or nearest tones of the uh, adjacent chord. So I kind of wanted to get your brain around that concept right away. Now, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be playing a little clip of part of one of my brand new 101 courses that is available in my new Inner Circle membership, which is launching to the public on Sunday, May 31st. Now, the Inner Circle membership, just really quickly before we get into the content, allow me to do a little bit of business with you. Uh, we are launching this on May 31st, like I said, and it involves getting access to our Jazz Standards Club, which is a monthly jazz standard study. Uh, it is access to all of our courses, 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, Zero to Improv, the Jazz Standards Playbooks, How to Play with Cheer, all of them, and these brand new 101 courses, which we're going to you know, take a little sliver of one today and show it to you, and then also uh, a community forum and practice groups, lots of other great stuff involved with that. So if you want to check that out and you want to get signed up and notified when that's going to happen, uh, go to ljsinnercircle.com, so ljsinnercircle.com. And uh, you'll see uh, a lot of information about the Inner Circle. See if it's right for you. You can sign up for the wait list. All that good stuff for when it launches on Sunday, May 31st. Okay, so let's uh, dive right into this video. I will provide, uh, because it's, it's a clip from a video. So it's kind of easier to see some of this stuff. That's kind of one of the limitations of podcasts, right? It's, it's really only aural. So... I will provide in the show notes today uh, the, the blues song form and the scale map that I use in this example. So if you want to follow along, but if you're keen and you understand the blues form, you'll be able to do it if you're just listening as well. All right, that's enough chatter. Let's jump right into this. There's many different kinds of scales we can play over different qualities of chords, right? So there's a lot of possibilities out there. Now, for our purposes and for the purposes that you'll find often in the Jazz Standards Club, we just go to some of the more basic scales to use. Because again, I don't think scales should be overused. We need to be learning jazz language by ear, licks, different musical ideas. Like this is just the mapping process, right? This is just us getting familiar with note choices we can make. It's not necessarily creating music. So we're going to boil things down to the most simple scales that we can 
play over top of a C blues. We've been doing a C blues, so we're going to continue on that trend. But keep in mind in the back of your head at all times that scales are simply just the notes in between the chord tones. So I'll say that one more time because I think it's important to meditate on this. Scales are just the notes in between the chord tones. So we're not thinking about, you know, scales and then chord tones. We're thinking about chord tones and then scales. All right. So the first place to start is knowing what actual scales that we can play. And in the case of us with this C blues, we really have three different kinds of scales, but a total of one, two, three, four, five, six scales that we'll be addressing. But we're only dealing with three kinds, the Mixolydian scale, the whole half diminished scale, and the Dorian scale, or the Dorian mode, as we call it. So let's discuss those really quickly before we look at our actual scale map where we're going to apply voice leading and all that stuff so that we can really map this out. So first we're going to deal with C Mixolydian. Now a Mixolydian scale, the easiest way to think of it is playing a major scale but just simply flatting the seventh. So I'll say that again. Instead of playing a major scale, which a lot of us are familiar with, that's... If you don't know your basic scales, go check out my course Zero to Improv that you have access to as a member. That really goes over the basics of jazz theory and might be helpful if you're getting a little bit lost with some of this. So that's a C major scale. This is a C mixolydian scale. All we're doing is flatting the seventh right there. Just like the chord, right? That's how we start with chord tones. The difference between a major seventh and a dominant seventh is a flat seven. So as you can see, this first one up here, C mixolydian, that is all it really is. So let's go to F mixolydian. And again, we can think of this the same way. I mean, mixolydians are great for playing over dominant seventh chords. So you can think of an F major scale, but just flatting the seventh. Okay. The other way to think about Mixolydian is it's indeed a mode of the major scale. And Mixolydian is the fifth mode of a major scale. We have Ionian, which is like your major scale. Dorian, which is your second mode of the major scale. Then you have Phrygian, Lydian, Mixolydian, which is the one we're dealing with, the fifth one. Then Aeolian, and then Locrian. Those are the modes. Now, if modes are confusing you, again, don't worry too much about this for this purpose here, but do check out Zero to Improv. That really will help you understand scales a little bit better and just how they apply to different chords. But Mixolydian, fifth mode of major scales. So you can always ask yourself, all right, so if we have Mixolydian, it's F Mixolydian, what's the parent major scale? So in other words, what is F the fifth tone of? Which scale would F be the fifth tone of? And that would be B flat. So essentially when you're playing an F mixolydian, you're just playing a B flat major scale, starting on the F and ending on the F. But you can think of it also as just playing an F major scale, but flatting the seventh. So so that's F mixolydian, which we're gonna wanna be able to play over top of the, F, the F7 chord, the four chord. Okay, now we go to a little more of a complicated one, and this is the F sharp whole half diminished chord, because if you remember, we do have that diminished seventh chord in the blues. So how do we, uh, how do we handle that one? So then you have the, half, the whole half diminished scale. Now, they, we call it whole half 
because all it really is is alternating whole steps and half steps. So it sounds like a really weird scale, but if you think of it as just it's a whole step and then a half step and then a whole step and then a half step and then a whole step and then a half step, that can help put your get your mind around that scale. Um, so this is what it sounds like. Okay. Whoops. So that's the F sharp whole half diminished. Okay, so now let's move on to the D Dorian. So we do have a two chord right at the end. So D Dorian. Um, so Dorian, the way to think about Dorian is to really just think about the parent major scale. And this one is easier because Dorian, like I said, is the second mode of the major scale. So for example, so we have C major and then so C, D, right? D is the second tone of the major scale, so Dorian is the second mode of the major scale. So in other words, if we have a D Dorian, that means we're basically playing a C major scale, just starting and ending on the D, all right? So that can help you fill in the blanks a little bit. So D Dorian. So that will help us when we play over the two chord. Okay, then we have G mixolydian, so that's the five chord. Again, same way you can think about it, it's just a major scale with a flat seven, or think about what is G the fifth tone of? That's C, so really, you're just playing a C major scale when you're playing a G mixolydian. So, sounds like this. Okay, then finally, we have A mixolydian, which is gonna be where we play over top of that dominant sixth chord, and that's the same deal, right? It's a major, you can think of an A major scale with a flatted seventh, or you can think what is A, the fifth note of, what major scale, and that would be D. So it's like you're playing a D major scale, right? Just starting and ending on the A. So it sounds like this. And that's it. Those are the scales we're dealing with. So now we need to move on though, of course, and create a map out of it. And so here is our scale map. This is just in concert C, right? doing the blues. And so C, we're obviously playing C mixolydian. F, we're playing F mixolydian. Over here, F sharp diminished seventh. Go ahead and get my marker out here. F sharp diminished seventh, we're playing the whole half diminished. C, we're playing C mixolydian again. A7, we're playing A mixolydian. D minor seven, we're playing D Dorian. G7, we're playing G mixolydian. Finally, C7, we're playing C mixolydian. All right, so same concept really applies. There's a lot of different ways we can use voice leading to connect these together. But this is important because again, when we actually play jazz, when we actually play melodic lines and we improvise, we're not just jumping intervolically randomly, right? There's a method and a madness to our line. So we want to be able to switch to any scale, no matter what scale tone we're on and connect it melodically somehow. So I'll go ahead, I'll play up this C7. We're starting at the beginning here. Now I've chosen to go ahead and jump up to an E flat. That's just what I've chosen so far. So it's a little bit of an intervolic leap, but um, I've chosen that so that we can resolve a little bit better from the second bar to the third bar. But let's just go ahead and check this out. Now E flat, we're on the E flat of F7. on the E flat, which is the flat seven, right? And we resolve up a half step from this E flat 
to the E. Now again, remember, what is the E? That is the third. That's one of our guide tones. So you see how nice that sounded even using scales to resolve to the third of another chord? All right, so so far we've got... Now let's continue up the scale. Okay, in this case, I've chosen right here just to repeat that E, that top octave third, and go back down the scale. That's fine, right? So now we're going to resolve from this E natural right here to this E flat of the F7. Again, E flat is a flat seven. It's a seven of the F7. That's one of our guide tones, remember? So now let's work up this scale. Now I'm choosing once again, as I've done with the chord tone and the guide tone maps, is to keep that E flat right here with the F sharp diminished, because that's a common tone here. So I'm just choosing to voice lead that way. So now we have going down this F sharp diminished scale. more time okay it's a weird sounding scale right so let's go up the f7 and down the f sharp diminished seven okay so f7 and then right you can hear that context and then we're resolving from this f natural of the F sharp diminished to the E, okay? Again, the third, so. Okay, again, that resolution sound of that guide tone sounds really pleasing to my ear as we land on that C7. So now we're starting on the third of C7 and walking up the scale. Okay, and now I'm choosing again to do a little bit of an intervallic leap here from this E to this G of A7, okay, again, that G is what? That is a seventh, hitting that guide tone again. And it sounds like this. So the important thing here, right, you're already, hopefully you're already starting to feel this feeling of like, well, we're not even starting on the A. So it's requiring you more than just knowing the scale, but to know how to walk down the scale or up the scale at any given point of the scale. Now imagine if you were able to do this over any jazz standard. I mean, boom, right? I mean, you're going to start making melodic connections left and right. And pretty soon, like the note choices aren't going to be so difficult. Then you'll just get to worry about actually making real music. Okay, so on the A7. Now I'm going from this G down a whole step to this F on the D minor 7. Okay. Okay, what's that? That's a third, right? Another guide tone. So you're really noticing that I've kind of composed this particular scale map to resolve to the guide tones quite a bit. So now walking up the D, uh, the D Dorian, but, re but really, uh, it's really actually an F Lydian. And that's, that's where the modes, and this is why we do chord tones. We don't start with scales, we do chord tones because the modes just run into each other. Check this out. So we go up this D Dorian, but since we start on the F, it kind of just sounds like we're playing an F Lydian because Lydian is the fourth mode of the, of the major scale. And then here at the G7, 
it's the same notes. We're just keeping on that F7 in this, or sorry, the, that F natural in this case, and just walking right back down that F Lydian. But we're still playing G Mixolydian because it's all the same thing, right? So the only thing that makes a, a Dorian and a Mixolydian and Aeolian or whatever that are in the same parent key center, in this case, the, the parent key center of C, the only thing that makes them different from each other is the actual note you start on. So that's why if you don't have chord tones and guide tones down, it doesn't really matter, right? So that's just an interesting thought for you. So up the D minor seven here, down the G seven. Now, this is the voice leading right here from this F half step down to the E, which is the third of C seven. So now we have Let me play the whole thing for you so you can hear what it sounds like. All right, so that's it. That's the last two notes. So that is the scale map. So if you're able to do this, think about how much power that is. Nailing the chord tones, nailing the guide tones, nailing the scales, all with voice leading. Now you've really mapped out this jazz standard. Now you know it forwards and backwards as far as... All right, that's all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Hope you found this helpful today. Again, uh, if you want to look at that scale map that I was playing through, if you know having a bit of a visual would be a little bit easier, as well as seeing the uh, 12 bar C blues form, I'm going to leave that in the show notes uh, today. So uh, don't worry, we'll have those available to you. Uh, one other resource I want to leave with you is a more recent episode, because obviously there's a lot more scales you can play over different chords and apply the same stuff, right? the voice leading, the mapping, all that stuff. So episode 214, I talk about 16 scales to know for jazz. That kind of covers a lot of different options for different qualities of chords that you can start exploring different pitch collections, different sounds uh, that you may want to apply. So feel free to check out that episode. That, that, uh, that one I think you'll find helpful as well in conjunction with this one. Uh, now, again, uh, just want to say uh, at, to end this episode, on Sunday, May 31st, we are launching the LGS Inner Circle membership. Uh, it, just to, to recap what that's all about, uh, there is access to all of our courses, access to the, news, the, the new 101 courses, uh, which we, you saw a slight example of today, uh, the Jazz Standards Club, with the, which is a monthly jazz standard study, and uh, a really great community um, forums and practice groups. We actually have a small group of founding members in the membership right now and i am just blown away by the family that is growing there just the community that is growing there the encouragement uh people working on assignments together people going through courses and jazz standard studies together and um just how much they're all enjoying it and uh that's humbling to me and it just makes me really excited to invite more people into it um on may 31st so if that sounds like something that might be of interest to you go to ljsinnercircle.com there's a, a vip wait list there for you if you want to check that out um and uh, i think you're gonna enjoy it and so let's see if it's right for you 
All right. So I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the show today. We're going to have another great episode out uh, next week. And next week, we're going to be talking about less is more. How to reduce the overwhelm while skyrocketing your jazz skills, right? Because sometimes jazz is really overwhelming. There's too much to learn. So how do we figure out what is going to get us the biggest bang for our buck? And uh, we're going to talk all about that next week. I know you're going to love that episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show. If you're bored and quarantine is getting to you, you want to listen to more, we have a huge library of episodes for you to check out. So feel free to go through any of those to keep yourself busy. All right. Wishing you well, wishing you safety and health, and I'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.